This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. According to North Island Powell River MP Rachel Blaney, more than 88,000 seniors are being cut off from the guaranteed income supplement they received prior to the pandemic. That statistic originated with a parliamentary budget officer. Hundreds of people have called Blaney's office, including people from Campbell River, Comox Valley, Powell River, Quadra Island, Port McNeil. I would be surprised if it's every community. This is a widespread issue. We have three videos on YouTube that I can send to you of people who are from our riding talking about their stories. My name is David Roberts. I'm 71 year old senior. And this July, I got my old age pensions and that was just under a thousand dollars shorter than it usually is. Before they took that, we we're making out not too bad, we were comfortable. And now, by the time we pay our rent, our Shaw bill, and uh, our hydro, it leaves us, for the month, it leaves us like barely $200 for food and other stuff. Hi, my name is Ranka Burzan. I live in Powell River, BC. Uh, I just want to tell you my story and how this GIS business affected me. My GIS was cut last June of this year, leaving me $1,000 basically to pay my rent and nothing else. So if I have to buy medication, which I need, I have to go without food, and that's the reality for me now. I'm trying my best to stay positive and believe in our government that we'll do the right thing. But every time my daughter applied for CERB, I was approved. So I was under impression that I would be allowed to collect these benefits without paying back or without affecting my life now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Hi, my name is Indra Mann, and I'm 63, and I have lots of physical disabilities, which enable me not to work at this particular point. So I basically take care of Dave, I'm the caregiver, and this loss of income for us has been devastating. We now have to really budget our money, and half the time I, I don't have enough money for groceries because of the price of groceries is going way up and our cost of living is not going up on our pensions. So, I don't know what else. Kamel Kira, the new Canadian Minister for Seniors, has spoken about this issue on a number of occasions. One of the most eloquent was probably during question period on December 2nd, 2021. In the YouTube video of this exchange, all of the Liberal seats surrounding Kamel are vacant. While the camera angle does not show the NDP seats, Blaney's remarks are accompanied by a that is not present when the minister speaks. The minister said, Mr. Speaker, my connection to seniors is a very personal one. During the pandemic, uh, I volunteered to go back to my roots as a registered nurse, uh, spent my time uh, on the front lines vaccinating healthcare workers, vaccinating community members in my community, and standing alongside the Canadian Armed Forces who came into a long-term care 
community in my, uh, in my city of Brampton, which was one of the hardest hit long-term care homes in my province. And Mr. Speaker, the experiences I had there remind me every day uh, to continue to fight for those most vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, the health and social well-being of seniors across Canada has been a top of mind for many. The financial situation for seniors has also been a challenge. But when it comes to supporting seniors, Mr. Speaker, I'm proud of the, of the record to date. Mr. Speaker, one of the first things we did as a government when we got elected in 2015 is to uh, reduce the uh, eligibility of OAS back to 65 from 67. The Conservatives had attempted to raise the age of retirement and take money out of the pockets of Canadians who need retirement benefits to make ends meet. We enhanced the CPP in a historic way that was mirrored by QPP. We strengthened the OAS and raised the GIS for single seniors, which made a real difference in the lives of many seniors. For immediate support, Mr. Speaker, during the pandemic, we provided a one-time $500 payment for older seniors this year, and we will be increasing OAS by 10% for those 75 and older next year. The historic increase will be the first real increase in decades beyond inflation increases. This will make a difference for older seniors as they live longer and as their needs increase, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, Canadians re-elected a government on a bold, ambitious plan which will help seniors who need it the most. I look forward to working with all members of this House and delivering on this ambitious agenda. Mr. Speaker, I think we can all certainly agree that this pandemic has been uh, certainly challenging for many seniors. But every step of the way, Mr. Speaker, our government has been there to support seniors, especially those most vulnerable. We moved very quickly to provide immediate and direct financial support to seniors. Every year, seniors across Canada benefit from programs and funding our government provides through the New Horizons for Seniors program. I'm extremely excited to announce this year's call for proposal uh, for NHSP is now open, and I encourage all members to apply. And when it comes to the CERB and GIS issue, Mr. Speaker, and I want to remind the Honourable Member once again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're aware of this issue. We know it has been hard on some seniors this year, uh, th this year, and I can assure the Honourable Member that we're working on this issue to find the right solution to support those are th that are affected. To which Blaney replied, I definitely respect the Member's role as a health care provider and the work that she may have done, but I do not understand in any way how this Member is proud of her government right now. I know that the member's riding has less than 8% seniors living there, but there are many seniors across this country that are in a total point of crisis. They are going to lose their homes. They are being evicted right now. They cannot afford their medication, which means they're in and out of the hospital because they're getting sicker. Seniors use their pandemic funds to fix their cars, fix their teeth, pay off a little bit of debt. This is so wrong that we're punishing the poorest while we're rewarding the wealthiest. This should not be a debate in this House. I am totally embarrassed that it is. This government needs to do better by the seniors who built this country. Blaney later told Cortez Currents, If you are a single senior, the Guaranteed Income Supplement will bring you up to just over $19,000 a year in income. And if you're in a relationship and part of a couple, it will bring you up to just over $24,000 a year. Within that framework, seniors are able to work a certain amount to make an income to help sustain them on top of that, that they are not dinged for in any way. According to the Guaranteed Income Supplement webpage, 
Quote, if you're employed or self-employed and receive the guaranteed income supplement, you can earn up to $5,000 and still receive the full benefit amount. For earnings between $5,000 and $15,000, your guaranteed income supplement will be reduced by $0.50 cents for every dollar of income you receive. Unquote. This seems clear. What's the problem? Where the problem originated from was that a lot of seniors who are on the guaranteed income supplement and also working to just get themselves a little bit extra money lost their jobs due to the pandemic. During that time, the federal government cut off all employment insurance and the only thing that you were able to apply for was the CERB and then later on the CRB. So seniors across Canada who were working poor seniors lost their jobs because of the pandemic, applied for the only program that they were eligible for, saved money to pay their taxes, but found out later on that they were going to have the portion, or in some cases, all of their GIS clawed back the following year. And the reality is the amount of money that they're having clawed back is more significant than the money that they made during that period of time. This is a payment that starts July, and ends every June. And then you're reassessed because of your taxes. And then that's done in July. Now there is not unforeseen times where this happens. I've talked to the different departments about this, where somebody who is an elderly person who's on the guaranteed income supplement gets a certain amount of money in one year for one reason or another. Sometimes there's their low income, they're not pulling up, they have a little bit in a tax-free savings account or something like that, or in an, a RIF. They pull that money because they've had a stroke, something's happened, and they have to modify part of their house. So the income that they're collecting normally from that would keep them below the poverty rate. Because they do that to modify their house, they can get a review done by CRA and they say this is a one-time thing. We're going to keep their GIS around the same amount because we know that if we change that, we're going to increase their poverty. So it's not that this isn't done. It's just that this is almost double of what the departments do in a single year because it's 88,000 seniors and because they saved the money to pay their income tax. They knew that they would be charged income tax. They did everything that they could do and now they're being penalized for it and we have heard from seniors across Canada for sure devastating stories about this but there are a large amount that are also in our riding as well they lost their guaranteed income supplement they went immediately to get help to figure out what they could do differently and the pathway was not clear one of the things that was most frustrating is if you had applied as a senior through Service Canada the process of being reassessed was very quick and the solutions were faster. But if you had applied through this, through CRA, and it wasn't quick. And in fact, it wasn't working. And so we also saw within those seniors, this same story, different application models and different implications because of that, which makes no sense. So we've talked to the department about that as well, that that doesn't make any sense, that if you applied this way, that you were fine or it was a little easier to cope with. And if you applied another way, you were not fine at all. And so when I talk to seniors in our riding specifically, and they are all over the place, they are not like in one particular part of our riding, they're in multiple communities. Seniors did things like finally they had a little extra, they paid for dental work 
in one case, I know somebody who repaired their vehicle so that they could keep looking for a job and then eventually found work and now are modifying their income. Some of them have had dire things happen where their health has gone downhill for various reasons. And now because they don't have the guaranteed income supplement, they're not able to afford things. We've talked to seniors who are now living in their vehicles. It is having a huge impact on people. And there's one that's just outside of our riding. And I've talked about this person a lot because they found out their GIS was clawed back and they found out that they had cancer because they're not getting that money they are not able to afford the extra money they have to pay for their medication. And they're going to be evicted today, the 23rd of December was the day that their landlord was telling them that they had to leave. So long answer, but hopefully that helps people understand. The other part that I feel is really important is a lot of these seniors are women. And a lot of them were women who stayed at home to care for their family for a big part of their life. And so their CPP is very low. If they even have a CPP, they may just be living on AS because they stayed at home and raised families and looked after their partners. You also mentioned that one committed suicide. Yeah. Can you give any more details like where or So we're still looking into the details. From what I understand, his name is Eddie. He is from Ontario. He just couldn't do another five months. And what we're hearing from the minister right now is it's five months. So one of the people that was a caregiver for them contacted through social media and let us know that there was a successful suicide. So we're still looking into this to find out more. Uh, but we are satisfied that this is a true story and Eddie um, died because of that decision. Tell us about some of the things the NDP has done to address this issue. We have brought this up multiple times. The leader, Jagmeet Singh, has brought it forward. Daniel Blakey, who is our finance critic, has also brought it up. Because the situation is so dire, because we've heard from so many people, and we knew this was an issue. So, you know, there was a letter that went to the minister back in August, letting them know that this was a concern for us, that we were hearing from a lot of seniors. When we did the election, we put that in our platform that we would deal with this. And part of that costing analysis, of course, was why the parliamentary budget officer was reviewing it. And that's where the numbers came forward from the parliamentary budget officer saying it would be about 88,000 seniors across Canada. And so we keep bringing this up because we keep hearing the stories because they keep contacting us. We are getting hundreds, if not over a thousand emails to our office. And a lot of people are calling and reaching out from all over the country because this is the experience that they're having. And they're afraid. They're very afraid because they're at a very vulnerable age where they don't have options in the same way that a younger person would have. So our leader, our finance uh, critic and I have sat together and talked about this issue. We've looked at how it rolled out and I can't help but get really frustrated because we know that there are corporations in this country who during this pandemic have seen a loss to their business, claimed the 75% wage subsidy, and then overall have seen a huge increase in their profit. And in some cases, their stakeholders or shareholders, I should say, are getting 
large payments at the end of the year because of how well they're doing. And you don't see anything from the Liberal government saying, hey, wait a minute, we better make sure that our policy works so that we're not subsidizing corporations that are making a huge profit and they're making extra money because of the wage subsidy. Let's make sure that's fair. We don't see that from them. But they will go after seniors who got a little extra money. I'm happy they got a little extra money. It's not a, it's not a lot. It's not like billions and trillions of dollars where very wealthy people are now making even more money while the poorest of us are suffering. It really is to me about a bar of dignity that we should have in this country that maybe we used to have, but we don't seem to have it anymore. Where the poorest people can suffer and we talk about that little bit of money and fight with them about it instead of saying, hey, let's make sure that we make this right. Let's make sure that we don't have a bunch of seniors becoming homeless. And then if you even do the cost benefit analysis of that, we all know that when people are homeless, they're a lot more expensive than they are when they're housed. That's just facts. So are we comfortable as a country? Is this liberal government comfortable as a government to think because of a decision they're making, elderly people, working elderly people who were who were already under the poverty line, because you cannot tell me that in any part of this country, if you're a single person making over just over $19,000 or a partnership making just over $24,000 that you're doing extremely well, you're already below the poverty line. And this little bit of extra help them pay off debt, fix their teeth, which in some cases I've heard stories of people with a great amount of problems physically fixing a car so that they can go find work somewhere else so that they could get off the serve. They didn't want to be, they wanted to be self-reliant and we're punishing those people. And it is still hard play. Like these are not people that have a hundred options of the kind of work that they can get either. So Anyways, I feel like I'm now ranting, but it is really frustrating to me to listen to these stories and just see the essential unfairness of it. And and it's all about decisions. Like when you're in any kind of leadership position, you have the power to make decisions. That is one of the best things. And I understand that sometimes making it work through all those systems can be hard. But if this was something they really cared about, they've had over six months to deal with it and they still have chosen not to. You've been listening to an interview with Rachel Blaney, the MP for North Island Powell River, about 88,000 senior citizens being cut off from the Guaranteed Income Supplement. There were also clips from three seniors and a short speech that Kamel Kara, Canada's Minister for Seniors, made in the House of Commons. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.